Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 33 Pranam to the Saints Let us bow now before the great saints. Their merciful glances will destroy mountains of karmas and do away with all the negative defects of our character. Even their casual talk is a teaching and confers imperishable happiness on us. Their minds do not know differences, such as, this is ours and that is yours. Such differentiation never arises in their minds. We can never repay our debt to them in this life or in many future lives. The Spiritual Implications of Udi It is well known that Baba took dakshina from all. Out of the amount collected, he spent a lot on charity and purchased wood with the balance. He used the wood for his duni the sacred fire which he kept ever burning. The ash from this fire was called Udi, and it was freely distributed to the devotees upon leaving Shirdi. What was Baba's teaching with this Udi? Baba taught by his Udi that all the visible phenomena in the universe are as transient as ash. Our bodies, composed of matter, made of the five elements, will fall down after all their enjoyments are over and be reduced to ash, to remind the devotees that their bodies will be reduced to ash. Baba distributed Udi. He also taught by the Udi that Brahman was the only reality. The universe was ephemeral and that no one in this world, not son, father, or wife, is really ours. We come into this world alone, and we leave alone. Although it has been found that Udi cured many physical and mental maladies, Baba wanted to repeat into the devotee's ears the principle of discrimination between the real and unreal. Dakshina taught us non-attachment from the unreal, and Udi taught us discrimination between the unreal and real. Unless we have these two principles, it is not possible for us to cross over the sea of mundane existence. Sababa asked for and took Dakshina, and as devotees left, he gave Udi as prasad, spreading some on their foreheads and placing his boon-conferring hand on their heads. 
When Baba was in a cheerful mood, he used to sing merrily. One such song was about Udi. The message of this song was, O playful Rama, come, come, and bring with you sacks of Udi. Baba used to sing in very clear and sweet tones. So much for the spiritual effect of Udi. It also has its material significance. It bestows health, prosperity, freedom from anxiety, and many other worldly gains. So the Udi helps us to gain both goals, material and spiritual. We shall now begin with the stories about the Udi. Healing a Scorpion Sting Narayan Jani served under another devotee of Baba. Once he went to see Baba with his mother. Baba told the mother that her son should no longer serve under another, but start an independent business. Some days after, the prophecy turned true. Narayan Jani left service and started a boarding house, Ananda Ashram, that thrived well. One time, Narayan Jani's friend was stung by a scorpion. The pain was severe and unbearable. In such cases, Udi is most effective when applied at the point of the pain. Narayan searched for Udi but found none. Soon he stood before Baba's picture and invoked Baba's aid. He chanted Baba's name and took out a pinch of ash from the incense stick burning in front of Baba's picture. Thinking of it as Baba's Udi, he applied it to the sting. As soon as he moved his fingers away, his friend's pain vanished, and both were moved and delighted. Curing Bubonic Plague Once a devotee learned that his daughter was down with bubonic plague. He had no Udi with him, so he sent word to Nana Saheb to send some. Nana Saheb received the message while traveling with his wife. He had no Udi with him either, so he picked up some of the dust from the road, meditated on Baba and imploring his help, then applied the dust to his wife's forehead. When the devotee went to the daughter's house, he was very happy to learn that after having suffered for three days, she had begun to improve the very moment Nana Saheb prayed for Baba's help. The Jamner Miracle Around 1904, Nana Saheb was revenue collector at Jamner, which is more than a hundred miles away from Shirdi. His daughter, Minatai, was pregnant and about to deliver. Her case was very serious, and she had suffered labor pains for a few days. 
Nanasaheb tried all remedies, but they proved in vain. Then he remembered Baba and invoked his aid. At the same time in Chirdi, Bapugir Bhuva wanted to travel to his native home. Baba called him and told him to stop at Jamnar on his way, take rest and give Udi and the Arti to Nana Saheb. He told Baba he only had two rupees, which was barely enough for the railway fare to Jalagon. He didn't have enough to go the thirty miles further to Jamnar. Baba assured him that he need not worry. Everything would be provided for. Baba asked Shama to write down the arti and give a copy of it with Udi to Bapu Bhuva to deliver to Nana Sahib. Relying on Baba's words, Bapu Bhuva left Shirdi and reached Jalagan at about 2.45 a.m., he only had two Anas left and was in a difficult position. To his great relief, he heard someone calling out, Who is Bhuva of Shirdi? He went and told him it was he. The attendant, professing to be sent by Nana Saheb, led him to an excellent tanga with two good horses. They both rode in the fast tanga and in the early morning came to a small brook. The horses drank from the brook, and the attendant asked Bapugira Bhuva to partake in some food. On seeing the beard, mustache, and attire of the attendant, Bapugira Bhuva suspected he was a Muslim, and so was unwilling to partake in the refreshments but the attendant made him feel at ease by saying he was Hindu, and that, in fact, Nana Saheb had sent the refreshments, so there should be no doubt about accepting them. And both of them ate and started again. They reached Jamnar at dawn. Bapakirabhuva descended the Tanga to attend the call of nature. He returned within a few minutes, but found there was no tanga and no attendant. He was dumbfounded, so we went to the neighboring village and made inquiries and learned that Nana Saheb was at home. He went to Nana Saheb's house, announced himself, and gave Baba's Udi an arti. At this time, Manatai's delivery was most serious, and all were in deep anxiety about her. Nanasaheb called out to his wife and asked her to give their daughter the udi mixed with water to drink and to sing Baba's arti. He thought that Baba's help was most timely. Then, in a few minutes, she delivered safely, and the crisis passed. When Bapugira Bhuva thanked Nana Saheb for the attendant, the tanga, and refreshments, Nana Saheb was very surprised, as he had not sent anything to the station and was not aware of any person coming from Shirdi. The following are Bapugira Bhuva's own words on this story. 
One day, Baba called me to him and gave me a packet of Udi and a copy of his Arti. At the time, I had to go to Kandesh, but Baba directed me to go to Jamnar and deliver the Arti and Udi to Nana Sahib. I told Baba that all I had was two rupees and asked him how that could take me by train from Kopagan to Jalagan and then by Tangar to Jamnar. Baba said, God will give. That was Friday, and I started at once. I reached Jalagan at 2.45 a.m. At that time, plague regulations were enforced, and I had much trouble about getting to Jamnar. But then the way to Jamnar was revealed. About 3 a.m., an attendant in boots, turban, and well-equipped with other details of good dress, came and took me to Atanga and drove me on. On the way, I took refreshments. We reached Jamna early in the morning, and after I attended the call of nature, the Tanga and its driver had disappeared. Vision of Baba the Bhakta Narayana Rao had the good fortune to see Baba twice while Baba was alive. Three years after Baba passed away, he wanted to go to Shirdi but was unable to. Within a year at Baba's Mahasamadhi, he had fallen sick and continued to suffer much. All ordinary remedies gave him no relief so he meditated on Baba day and night. One night, he had a vision of Baba in his dream. Baba came to him through a cellar and comforted him, saying, Don't be anxious. You will be improving starting from tomorrow, and within a week, you will be on your legs. Narayana Rao became perfectly well within the time Baba mentioned. Now the point for consideration is this. Was Baba living because he had a body? And was he dead because he left it? No, Baba is ever alive, for he transcends both life and death. He who loves Baba wholeheartedly gets response from him at any time and at any place. He is always by our side and will take any form and appear before the devoted Bhakta and satisfy him. Looking at Baba's picture is the same as seeing him. In 1917, Apasaheb Kolkarni's chance came. He was transferred to Tana and began to worship Baba's picture. In real earnest, he did the worship. He offered flowers, sandal paste, and naivedia to Baba's picture daily, longing intensely to see him. In this connection, it can be said that looking at Baba's picture is truly equivalent to seeing him in person. 
The following story illustrates this statement. A saint from Mumbai named Balabhuva Sutar, who was called the modern Tukaram on account of his piety, devotion, and bhajans, came to Shirdi for the first time in 1917. When he bowed before Baba, Baba said, I have known this man for four years. Balabhuva wondered how that could be, as it was his first trip to Shirdi. But thinking about it intently, he recalled that he had prostrated before Baba's portrait in Mumbai four years earlier. He was convinced about the significance of Baba's words and said to himself, How omniscient and all-pervading are the saints, and how kind they are to their devotees. I merely bowed to his photo, which was noticed by Baba, and in due time he made me realize that seeing his photo is equivalent to seeing him in person. To return to Appa Saheb's story, while he was in Tana, Appa Saheb had to go on tour to Vivandi and was not expected to return for a week. On the third day of his absence, a fakir turned up to his house at noon. His features exactly resembled those of Baba's photo. Mrs. Kulkarni and the children all asked him whether he was Sai Baba of Shirdi. He said no, that he was an obedient servant of Baba and came there at his order to inquire after the health of the family. Then he asked for Dakshina. The lady gave him one rupee. He gave her a small packet of udi and asked her to keep this in the shrine along with the photo for worship. Then he left the house and went away. Now hear the wonderful Leela of Sai. Appa Sahib could not proceed with his tour as his horse fell sick. He returned home that afternoon and learned from his wife about the fakir's visit. His mind was disturbed that he didn't receive darshan of the fakir and he didn't like that only one rupee was paid as dakshana. He said that had he been present, he would have offered not less than ten rupees. He immediately started in search of the fakir in the masjid and other places and did not take any food. His search was in vain, so he returned home and ate. The reader may remember here Baba's statement in chapter 32 that a search for God should not be made on an empty stomach. Abba Sahib got a lesson about this here. After eating, he went out for a walk with a friend, Mr. Chittare. After going some distance, they saw a man approaching them rapidly. Abba Sahib thought he must be the fakir that had come to his house at noon, as his features were the same as those of Baba in the photo. The fakir immediately put out his hand and asked for Dakshana. Abba Sahib gave him a rupee. The fakir demanded again, then again, 
and so Appa Sahib gave him two more. Still, he was not satisfied. Then he borrowed three rupees from Mr. Chittare and gave them to the fakir. He still wanted more. Then Appa Sahib asked him to accompany him to his home. When they all returned to his home, Appa Sahib gave the fakir three rupees. In all, he had given nine. The fakir still looked unsatisfied and demanded more. Appa Sahib told him that he had ten rupees to give. The fakir asked for these ten rupees and then returned the nine rupees and went away. These nine had been blessed by Baba's touch. The figure nine is significant. It may be noted here that Baba gave nine rupees to Lakshmi Bai at his last moment. They represent the nine types of devotion. Appa Sahib examined the Udi packet and found it also contained some flower petals and rice. Sometime after, he received a strand of Baba's hair when he saw him in Shirdi. He put it in a talisman along with the Udi packet, which he then always wore on his arm. Appa Sahib later realized the power of the Udi. Though he was very clever, he was only paid 40 rupees as salary. After he secured Baba's photo in Udi, he received many times more than that per month and also acquired much power and influence. Along with these worldly benefits, his spiritual progress was also rapid. So those who are fortunate enough to get Baba's Udi should, after a bath, apply it on the forehead and drink a little of it mixed with water as holy tirtam. One more rupee. Saints work in unison. In 1917, Hari Karnik came to Shirdi on Guru Purnima Day and worshipped Baba with every formality. He offered clothes and dakshana, and after taking Baba's leave, descended the steps of the masjid. As he was leaving, he had a thought that he should offer one more rupee to Baba. Just as he was turning to go back up the stairs, Shama informed him that as he had already received Baba's leave, he should go and not return. So he started home. On his way, he entered the Kalarama temple for darshan. The saint Narsing Maharaj was in the temple with his bhaktas. The saint walked over to Haribal, caught his wrist and said, Give me one rupee. Karnik was surprised. He paid the rupee most willingly and thought that through this saint, Baba received the rupee that he intended to give. This story illustrates the fact that all saints are one and shows how they work in unison.
Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapinaconda.org.